0: Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we have a special guest with us on the State of the Saints podcast. She is a contributor. She's a contributor with Saints Wire, and you can also catch her on the Sports Hangover on ESPN Radio NOLA as well as the Hudak Confessional with my guy, Deuce Winham and Ross Jackson. And she has the most appropriate name to cover New Orleans Saints and be a Saints fan, none other than Maddie Hudak. Maddie, what's going on? I'm
1: I'm good. I really enjoyed that little intro. Uh, (laughs) The shy, tuttle, stiff arm. I'm really glad that was in there.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey, look, you can't cover uh, Saints highlights and not have that shy, tuttle, uh, stiff arm on there. But, uh... Thank you so much for uh being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. And before we even ask you any questions, okay, the name Hudak, how many times do do people uh mention your last name when they talk about the New Orleans Saints? Do you get that all the time?
1: Uh yeah. So I went to Tulane University actually uh mm-hmm. for college. And I remember uh going to one of their like informative meetings and saying, you know, my name's Maddie Hudak, and them kind of looking at me like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's all it's like. Really serendipitous, if you will. Um uh, yeah. random Slovakian name from my dad that uh mm-hmm. happens to a lot of people don't know how to pronounce it. And yeah. that's why I have it in my bio. Yeah, it is, it is Hudak.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I even like even before the show, I had to I asked you I'm like, is <laughs> it Hudak? like it's so appropriate, like the irony of all this. But anyway. <laughs> but, but once again, thank you so much. And I'm I'm ready to talk New Orleans Saints uh, sure. with you. And, and yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about the main storyline. Uh, David Ayumata, uh he comes out last week. Uh, he posted on Instagram. He talks about, uh, you know, uh, he had uh, banned substance in his body. And uh, it cost him six games. He's going to be suspended for six games. Of course, we know how important David Ayamada was as far as the interior alignment. He definitely has emerged to be one of those top guys at that position. Uh, what's your opinion on this David Ayamada uh, suspension and how Is this going to affect the saints?
1: Uh, So to to me, at least, you know, kind of what it looked like from his story was that there's some type of supplement that he didn't know, you know, what was in it. And I Mm -hmm. I do think that is kind of like a larger discussion for another day of like, you know, what what all these substances are that people are putting in their bodies and these odd you know, drug tests and and what goes off on them. Um, But obviously that was really unideal. Uh, Honestly, if it was a defensive end, it would be a different story. But it being a defensive tackle, you know, the Saints let Sheldon Rankins walk in free agency and then right. traded Malcolm Brown away to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um mm-hmm. and so that just kind of leaves at that point Shy Tuttle and um Malcolm Roach, who were you know contributors in that rotation last season with David Onyamata. Uh, but I believe the the no, the you know intent was eventually to move Tuttle to nose tackle, so that might be a little bit changed. Uh and then they also do have uh, Jalen Dalton as well who was on the Chicago bears for a while. Um, I, I really like actually Tano uh, passing on if I'm saying that correctly. Um, I, I think it would be prudent for them to bring someone in as a free agent. And uh, you know, Cincinnati's Gino Atkins was just clear to start making visits with teams. It wouldn't surprise me at all. If at minimum they bring him in for a visit just to have that depth, uh, but passing um, Andy Reed kind of drafts similar to Sean Payton, in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. really looking for like that length and the size Right. In those linemen and not really going for those tweener types. And they put him in a lot of different positions from his rookie season on. Um, he's played special teams. He's blocked two punts, which is pretty incredible. Uh, he's played three tech and nickel packages. He's lined up a defensive tackle and they've kind of used him as an outside linebacker on the line. But having that type of versatility in that type of position, to me, it almost seemed like adding him was a little bit of a crowded field in the defensive end scheme of things. So I always kind of had this inkling that they were going to kind of try and see just kind of like how they like to see, you know, Andres P that center with the, they thought they were going to move him to guard and then, you know, Cesar Ruiz is likely going to stay there. They like that versatility. Um, So I think Passignon could kind of be a sneaky uh, help out here, but it's definitely a hit. It's not what you want to see, especially when, you know, that cornerback position is still a little bit of a question mark because Marshawn Lattimore might, you know, face some discipline from the NFL as well. Yep. And then not leaves Paulson Adebo and Patrick Robinson. Um, right. So it's a question of spending. You know, they're about 10 million in cap space uh, on
0: on who. Yeah. I mean, Dave Ayamada, I mean, he just came from a long way. You know, I mean, he was a guy who who had raw talent. And Ryan Nielsen, uh, the defensive line coach, has done an outstanding job helping him develop as a player i mean and he really came into his own last season and like you just mentioned that was one of the main reasons why they decided uh not to bring back sheldon rankings because of ayamada's success on the interior line but i mean it's just such a huge blow i mean the saints we we know uh they they don't allow a lot of hundred yard rushes i think the only I think the first time in like two years was against the Philadelphia Eagles. So. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, they they really do a really good job in the interior alignment, and when you lose somebody like Malcolm Brown to you know to, uh, to the Jags, and I mean, it, it was such a huge blow. But they they have some very good young athletic talent, and yeah, you, you mentioned. I mean, they're extremely versatile. I mean, passing yo uh, Peyton Turner also plays some interior alignment, so mm-hmm. I mean they'll, they'll be able to fix it. But I mean, it is definitely a huge blow. And, uh, Maddie, you also just mentioned Marshawn Lattimore, number one corner. I mean, he's in in contract negotiations right now, uh, you know, about getting that big payday. Uh, We see guys like Xavier Howard get a big payday. So, in your opinion, uh, once again, uh, Marshawn Lattimore possibly missing some games. Uh, What do you think about this, and how can the Saints weather this storm, especially since we are still trying to answer that question, who's going to be the number two corner?
1: Yeah. So, um, you, you brought up the Hudak confessional. Uh, we, we kind of did some, you know, looking into people that had been charged with similar types of offenses in the past in the NFL with respect to Marshawn Lattimore. Right. Um, and, and, and again, just to be uh, noted, you know, he hasn't been convicted or found yeah, guilty right, of you know anything, right. but right. those, those suspensions were, uh, you know, about two games and those were for like actually discharging firearms. Right. So, It's one of those things where, you know, as a Saints fan, you're a little nervous just because it seems, you know, when the punishments come, they really come. Like we got that kind of egregious, you know, violations for the locker room (laughs) celebrations when the Broncos and the Steelers did the same thing. And then the Broncos lost their quarterback room. Um, Mm. But I'm really high on Paulson Adebo. I spoke with, uh, he's a defensive back trainer a a couple of months ago. His name's Clay Mack. And he's Uh actually worked with uh, C.D. Deuce and Marshawn Lattimore, Mm-hmm. And so instead of playing last season, Madibo um, opted out and he went and kind of spent the entire year just kind of working with Clay Mack. He's known him since high school. They're both from Texas. Right. It was actually one of the calls that uh, David Shaw made uh, right. from Stanford uh, mm-hmm. to Clay Mack. And so well, they kind of just went out there and, and were like, you know, wh- why did your stock kind of drop? Because the year before that, he was touted as, you know, the best person coming out of the draft outside of Jeff Okuda right. and Mel Kuyper you know, mock. And and yeah, he had kind of an off season, but to go from that to maybe a third round pick, right. uh, it was a little mystifying. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, to, they worked on a lot of things. I think that the fundamentals and the technique are really there. Right. And for saints people, you know, that, and that secondary, that's really important, but I do worry about if there isn't someone there and like, even if it's Marshawn Lattimore is able to start week one, it's still a lot of pressure to put on a young defensive back that hasn't really, you know, played since 2019. So I think it's worth exploring potential options. Um, I know a lot of people have brought up Sabian Howard um, and then Stefan Gilmore has, you know, kind of expressed a little wanting to get out of new England. Um, So that would be something that would be perfect because you don't, you almost don't want to bring in someone, you know, too young because then, I'm not sure what kind of message that might send to, you know, Adibo and, and Lattimore, whereas if really? you bring in someone like Gilmore, that's kind of like Janoris Jenkins 2.0 to me, where it's a veteran pro that's ready to step in. Right. Uh, but yeah, this makes it really difficult because it almost seems like a given that they would go out and find a cornerback. And now mm-hmm. I think they might have to take some pause here. Um, I, I don't know if Kai, Kai Harley can work any more cat magic to kind of make <laughs> any more space. If there's a will, there's certainly a way with him. Uh, but yeah, I think, now there's just some tough decisions they have to make.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I look at Paulson Adebo. Uh, the reason I feel like his, drops, uh, his drop, his had dropped, Maddie, was because the Pac-12, I think the decision of them, are they going to play a season? Are they not going to play a season? And then, you know, he didn't want to play that waiting game. And when they finally decided, okay, we're going to play, he already just said, I'm just going to go ahead and phone it in. And then also, uh, he was injured. And I think that had a lot to do with it as well. This guy, to me, I don't know. He he just seems like a special player. I I know he's a football savant. Like, if you, like, listen to his interviews, the way that he can dissect football, I, I don't think that it's going to be hard for him to transition from the college to the pros. And he carries himself with this level of confidence that you normally would see guys, like, four or five years into their career. So that's why I can kind of see maybe like a 2017 draft pick, you know, reincarnated when it comes to him. Like, we we knew Lattimore was going to be good. I mean, he just exceeded expectations his rookie season. I feel it's kind of the same way with Paulson Adebo. A third-round pick, you know, that easily could have been a first-round talent, a diamond in a rough, I think that the Saints are waiting. I I feel like that's one of the main reasons they're not picking anybody up. They want to go into training camp and see – if they do have that diamond in the rough, and if they do, then that's less money you have to pay. And maybe the guy or a certain position that's probably not up to snuff, you can go out there and maybe spend your money at that position, maybe linebacker, maybe an interior lineman or something like that. But I'm very high on Paulson Adebo. I think the sky's the limit for this guy. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how he's going to perform in training camp, because I mean, that, that guy's extremely confident. Uh, uh, speaking of confident, now uh, let, let's talk about Jameis Winston. Uh, Jameis Winston, Seems like he got his swag back. His confidence mm-hmm. is on an all time high. We we're watching some of these videos of, of him slinging the football to Traquan Smith as well as some other Saints player, And it is it, getting the Who That Nation excited. But of course, Sean Payton comes out and says it's still a competition. Okay. Everything that we're seeing right now is still a competition. In your honest opinion, do you feel like this is lip service that is coming from Sean Payton? Is this really a quarterback competition or is this, you know? I mean, Jamie job to Luke.
1: So I, <laughs> last year, did kind of like a, like, I, I have like a psychology background, so I'm kind of a research junkie, and mm-hmm. I looked kind of at like the historical trends of replacing franchise quarterbacks and right. people that kind of, you know, did it too early versus too late, and, you know, that, the ultimate Bill Walsh saying, uh, the you early is usually the best approach unless you're, you know, Green Bay doing it a second time and doing it the way that they are. Uh, But (laughs) I had kind of come to the conclusion at the end of that, that all the trends and everything, you know, if I'm just looking at this from a pure, you know, like eye check perspective, Mm -hmm. I think that people were a little too quick to count uh, Taysom Hill out of this race. I I don't Mm -hmm. think it's lip service. I I Mm -hmm. think that if Jameis Winston already had the job locked up, And that's kind of what was coming out there in the media to me, you know, why dispel that narrative? Why do that? Because if I've, you know, frankly, if I'm Jameis Winston and I've been told, you know, the starting role is locked up and then Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton are both out there saying, no, it isn't. Then I would kind of, you know, feel some type of way. Like why, why not? And, and delaying that kind of, and I think people overemphasize like how it, he'll have to like reinvent the offense because he's been using Taysom Hill in the offense for the last couple of seasons Hmm. so uh, to me replacing someone like Drew Brees to not do due diligence would just be imprudent to me um I think that Jameis Winston offers a much higher like I think he has more qualities like right off the bat in terms of kind of being able to emulate Drew Brees but there's also something to be said about that offense being designed, you know, for the paramount pocket passer with the like pinpoint accuracy of Drew Brees, right. And that's a very high bar for Jameis Winston to live up to. And right. uh, you know, the turnover thing everyone brings up and Taysom does have the fumbling issue, but uh, yeah, to me, I think that it's, it's open until we get any inclination otherwise. And at minimum, I think training camp will be very eliminating seeing what the snap counts look like, but I think both of them will get, you know, sufficient time in the preseason game. Um, and, yeah, I just I, th- I see them letting this process play out, and I think they should.
0: Yeah. Do you think that we're becoming prisoners of the moment? Like, OK, let's look, let's look at Jameis, right? Like I mentioned, there's video out here. You know, there's him throwing 60-yard bombs down the field to Treyquad Smith. But, but, you know, we're not seeing the same thing when it comes to Taysom Hill. So do you feel like we're becoming prisoners of the moment based on us falling in love with the video footage and there's nothing that's being shown about Taysom Hill. Do you think that that plays a role about how we as fans look at this competition?
1: Yeah. And I actually really like that phrase, kind of like the prisoners of the moment. Um, I've actually said that quite a few times that, you know, if if we are only paying attention to social media, it's already locked up, you know, Mm -hmm. but Taysom Hill seems like a choir person to me. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Drew, where they're they're quiet leaders. Uh, and from what I heard, Taysom has also been working out with the receivers. But you also have to remember that Taysom has been here for a while. He's been working with these receivers for a while. What Taysom really needs to work on, and he's been you know very candid about this, is his fundamentals. You know, right. uh, to me, Jameis needs to learn the chemistry with the receivers because he was ultimately. Only been there for a year. They didn't have an off season last season, and right. he was splitting snaps with Drew and Taysom. Right. Whereas he really needs to start, you know, kind of finding what receivers he gels with and getting yeah. that chemistry. Whereas like Taysom has mentioned, you know, he's working on his throwing mechanics, getting his release quicker. Um, a couple of the habits he picked up when he was learning other positions, pretty much, and now that negatively affected his quarterbacking role. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think that yeah, it is very enticing to see those 60 yard bombs, especially when we haven't seen them in a while and,
0: right.
1: you know, kind of missing those, those old days, but
0: right. they're,
1: that, you know, that's like you said, it's, they're really nice videos and they get you excited. But to me, I need to see it when there's actually, you know, a defensive line and there's pressure and like, what does he do under pressure? Because right. we all know he can throw, we all know I mean, he can sling it. I mean, he threw for 5,000 yards. He was, you know, the number number one overall pick. He can clearly, you know, throw right. a football, but Can he make decisions under pressure that don't result in turnovers? And that's a question for both of them, quite honestly.
0: Yeah. Well, final question about Taysom Hill. Um, Do you think that if Taysom Hill does not win this quarterback competition, should he go throughout the rest of his career embracing that Swiss Army knife role? I mean, because I think about like, okay, if he doesn't become a quarterback, he goes somewhere else somebody might not be able to use him the way Sean Payton does right Sean Payton can bring him into the game even if he's not the starting quarterback and utilizes his strengths if he was to go somewhere else who knows that coach maybe he's defensive minded he doesn't have that offensive coordinator that can put him in position to succeed so should Taysom Hill embrace that Swiss Army knife role for the I guess duration of his career
1: yeah, um, and I think it really, it kind of goes underrated at this point, like giving Sean Payton credit for really what he's done with Taysom Hill. You know, he, he was on the practice squad of Green Bay. Sean Payton went to go see a receiver, and then he yep. saw him throwing. He's like, wait, who is that? And then has right. kind of like, you know, it's almost kind of like how uh, Patrick Mahomes has kind of like transcended the quarterback position and Alvin Kamara, the running back role. He's like transcended like the football role. And right. I agree with you. I think that if he doesn't win the starting role – no Sean Payton has given him you know as much of a chance as he could at that point to be the starting quarterback and I think it would be you know I'm not sure kind of you know what market he would garner at that point because everyone would just say you know if he can't win in New Orleans under Sean Payton then there's no way he's ever going to be a starting quarterback elsewhere um I'm curious as to see what they would do. I think it would be in Taysom's best interest. And I think he knows that to stay in new Orleans with Sean Payton, because here's the thing too, to me, I don't think, and I don't think that this switch might happen, you know, right away or should it, but just because one of them wins the starting role, in my opinion, doesn't mean that they can't lose it. And the yeah, point. And, um, I also, Drew actually did an interview with Good Morning America earlier where he even said, you know, if Chase, if Jameis does win the role, I think that actually Taysom will get more snaps at quarterback than he did when I was there. Hmm. So I think they really will, like, employ him more in that because they know at the end of the day they're not swapping out Drew Brees. Yeah. So you could also see that thing where, you know, to me, you know, if I'm Taysom Hill, uh, it's kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. It's kind of not the same, but it is. Like, in that... Yeah he's kind of playing an audition right now mm-hmm. in that Trey Lance will take over, but he's, you know, going to probably be the starter for the next season and right. it's only in his best interest to do well. You know, if Jason mm-hmm. goes in on those snaps and makes really smart decisions and he ends up kind of, you know, get, becoming a better quarterback, I just wouldn't leave it out of the question. If things are not going well for whoever the presumed starter is that they do make that switch.
0: Right. Well, I, I look at his age, right? He's 31 years old and I just feel like this, he's never to, I mean, I'm just, I'm just giving my honest opinion. I just feel like he will never be in a situation like this, no matter what team he goes to. I mean, the stars are really aligned for him to, I mean, make some really good money. I mean, how many backup quarterbacks make $21 million? I mean, We talk about Chase Daniel making $14 but this guy is a backup quarterback who can come into the game, and it's not like you're just sitting over there holding the clipboard. You're actually, like, fully involved. There were so many games where Taysom Hill actually helped the Saints win. I can think one game in particular. Um, It was the game against the Chargers on Monday night. The Saints laid in the game. I mean, Drew Brees was cooking, right? And I think all of us were like, man, why are they taking Drew out the game? Sean puts in Taysom, Taysom scores the touchdown and, you know, that that forced the game to go into overtime. So I don't feel like he will ever be in a situation. Not to mention, you got guys out there right now that that like, you know, that are trying to be that Swiss Army role. He got Tim Tebow back into the league. You got Tommy Stevens out there for the Carolina Panthers. Ironically,
1: all coming from Sean Payton. And actually, Sean Payton asked Tim Tebow a couple of years ago if he would be a tight end and he said no.
0: Yes, and now I, he mean, is, so. <laughs> I mean, so look, I mean, Taysom Hill has created a lane for himself. And I just feel like based on his age, uh, you know, and based on this situation, I just feel he would never get an opportunity like that. And if he goes to another team, let's just say, for example, if he does go up in here and he starts cooking, he goes to another team. I still feel like he will be on a short leash based on his age, based on the fact that he's not particularly that coach's guy. It would be more like just a signing. So you're always going to have that young guy that everybody's probably looking at behind the scenes to come in to take your spot. With the Saints, I feel like everybody loves him. His teammates love him. Sean loves him. The fans love him. And you're going to continue to be successful because Sean is going to continuously put you in positions to succeed. So, I mean, that's, that's just my opinion. I mean, I understand he wants to be a quarterback, but, ha! Huh, I mean, you can still well, play quarterback and make money and and have a uh longevity in the league. I mean, it's well, a win-win.
1: Here's my thing is if Taysom wins the role, that means that he's the better quarterback, you know, in, right. in a very simplified way. And I've seen the <laughs> argument of, you know, he's so much better in this Swiss Army role, but if he wins the job, then that means he's the better quarterback for the right. Saints at this time, and I would rather have him in the most important position on the field than and and I think a lot of the criticism came from that four-game stretch. You almost wish that he didn't play those four games because mm-hmm. it really, like, in my opinion, just, like, hardened this perception on him not being an NFL quarterback. Right. But What was very apparent to me was you brought up kind of the games where he's really made a difference for the Saints. Um, right. I will always think about the Vikings game, the Minnesota mm-hmm. game in 2019, where he just – literally drugged the team kicking and screaming down the field and took total control. He was like in his absolute best making decisions. He threw an excellent ball to Deontay Harris. Um, But when you saw him in that four game stretch, everyone was waiting for him to kind of be that mobile quarterback. And it was a lot of pocket passing. And I think, I think that he has spent so much time with Drew Brees and, and trying to learn to him. And it almost to me seemed like he was trying to emulate him to a fault rather yeah. than trying to like lean on his own strengths right. and people kind of complain that, you know, he didn't really use Alvin Kamara that much and stuff right. like that. But I did find this video. I shared it on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, but during this, the Falcons game, uh, when Taysom was quarterback, they had run this play where it was a run option and Tommy Lee Lewis kind of ran this misdirection. Right. And then uh, Alvin Kamara was kind of the fake. And then Taysom took it, Josh Hill blocked and they got, you know, seven yards. Right. Alvin Kamara at halftime went up to Sean Payton and was like, I like that play. We should run it again, but I take the ball this time and right. he scored a touchdown. So, <laughs> you know, I Drew threw a lot of checkdowns to Alvin Kamara and Alvin Kamara did great things with those. But right. I think again, Taysom was so focused on trying to make those really good throws and prove that he's a quarterback, but yep. you just put him back there next to Alvin Kamara and it, which one's going to take it. That's as much confusion as you can give another team. So mm. I think there is a lot of potential with the Taysom Hill offense. Um, I, I'm just really, I'm really curious. I'm I'm really glad that training camp is starting in a couple of weeks because yeah. you know, we haven't had OTAs now in two years for the Saints. So <laughs> we've never actually seen Jameis Winston in practice, quite honestly.
0: Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, 2019, you mentioned, I can remember having uh, the State of the Saints podcast after that that game where they lost to the Vikings. And it was call after call. Comment after comment, man, why the Saints didn't keep Taysom Hill in the game? My goodness, you know, and now we fast forward and it's like he's not the best option. And I'm not even like based in, you know, my opinion. I just feel like to me, I feel like Jameis is the better quarterback when it comes to like certain skill sets. But when it comes to Taysom Hill, me personally, I just feel like he he would be better in that Swiss Army role. I do fall into that category. But I I, want to say this about it. Um, about Taysom Hill, I think that he is a difference maker. And I think that he is a you know much better uh, quarterback than people give him credit for. I mean, he completed 70% of his passes, Mm -hmm. but there's this old saying, it's better to be the man after the man than a man, you know, I mean a man after the man after the man than to be the man after the man, (laughs) being Mm -hmm. the successor. And when you when you are uh, coming into a game, when you are, you know, the, the great one, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time is hurt. And everybody like will going to compare you every pass you make, every decision you make, they're going to base that on Drew Brees. I can understand being uptight. I can understand about uh, not calling formations the right way. I mean, because the only thing you're thinking about, you're, you're thinking about executing, but at the same time, you're thinking about, I don't want to make this mistake because Drew wanted to made this mistake. I want to throw this. I want to wait for this, pa- this play to develop because Drew will do that. And, I just feel like if he wants a opportunity of like, if he wants to like really show the world that he can be a good quarterback, he has to do it his way. You got to be Frank Sinatra. You got to do it your way. You know, like, so,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. so he got to go out there. He, he can't think about Drew. He can't think about what would Drew do. He got to do what Taysom does. And I just feel like if he wants to make this, a, you know, a competition, he, he has to get that thought out of his head, but I, I'm not, Going to base my judgment on him on four games because I can understand that. But I mean, there's an all-season, you got time to develop. You know, Drew isn't coming back. They already said there's a competition. So I mean, it's, it's it's your opportunity to go out there and, and perform. Uh the, the final uh, question I have for you. Um I, they had uh, the uh power rankings come out and they were talking about some of the top teams uh in the NFC. And uh the Saints were ranked number seventh. Uh they were actually behind. <laughs> the 49ers uh, who will struggling last season as well <laughs> as the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you think that the New Orleans Saints uh, minus Drew Brees uh, still have an opportunity to be one of the best teams in the NFC?
1: Listen, here's the thing with San Francisco is I I'll, I'll give them that last season was like someone put a voodoo hex on somebody because there was no, they had no ability to compete last season. Um, right. But at The Cowboys, I mean, they I mean, come on. Yeah, Dak Prescott, but I I mean when you don't have a general manager and you don't draft an O-line and you let your number one cornerback walk and then you don't draft one and you instead draft an upteenth wide receiver, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I I'd you know, it's gonna be difficult to replace sure. Drew Brees, absolutely. And sure. I think it's oversimplified to say, Well, they went, you know, eight or nine and one, whichever it was, without him, because to me, that was the rest of the team also kind of rising to the occasion. But in that right. same note, to me, it's less important who ends up being the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more up to the team as a whole. And Sean kind of alluded to that in in uh, a recent um, interview he did. Uh, I don't remember where it was, but kind of said something about it's not really about the offense or about the defense. It's about right. kind of everything. To me, right. that really signified like what, how I've kind of felt about this is expecting his successor to come in and – meet and or exceed expectations is just putting way too much pressure on him. And I really appreciated what you just kind of had said about Taysom. I feel like there is a sports psychology element that everyone loves to discount. And I'm, you know, a psychology background, and it's just to me absurd to completely throw that out. Uh, But I don't know. I mean, it's Sean Payton. It's that it's this, uh, you know, Jeff Ireland and their draft process and they brought in, they have excellent coach staff, like you said before, you know, Brian Nielsen, Hodges, all of them, and, and Chris Richard now working with those younger defensive backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Streif now coming in to work with the offensive line. Yeah. I think if the team elevates itself and rises to the occasion, mm-hmm. then it shouldn't be that much of a downhill from you know what they were before. But yeah. to me, again, I really think it's up to the rest of the team to recognize that, and I think that they really will once training camp starts and once it kind of hits them, that Drew's gone.
0: Right. Yeah. I, look, I, I think that the Saints can be one of those uh, teams, uh, you know. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy, Maddie. I'm happy they're flying under the radar because sometimes I just feel like when the Saints have like certain expectations, they, you know, it kind of gets to them at times. So flying under that radar, if they do emerge as being one of the best teams in the yeah. league, you know, I mean, they, they, they embrace that whole 2017 Philadelphia Eagles mentality, that underdog mentality, and sometimes uh when you have that mentality you start playing for the for the guy next to you i mean it, it, it can turn into a magical season but i'm looking forward to seeing what the new orleans saints uh can do this season and also looking forward uh to your contributions on who that confessional as well as uh, uh espn or radio nola uh every tuesday uh but before you go let everybody know how they can get in touch with you social media on social media
1: uh sure so on uh, twitter you can Probably the best place to uh, find me, and that would be uh, Maddie Hudak underscore nine four. Uh, and then I, I mean, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I don't really post that much, but I am uh, at Return of the Mads. So,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much uh, for being a part of the State of the Saints thank podcast, you. Maddie. Like I said, once again, one of the most appropriate names to follow and also uh, to cover the New Orleans Saints, Maddie. Hudak. Thank you so much. And, uh, looking forward to hear, uh, from you in the future. Okay. You take it easy.
1: Yeah, you too. All right. All right cool.
0: All right, all right. Take care. All right. all right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Maddie Hudak, uh, shots out to, her. um, you can catch her, uh, once again, ESPN radio NOLA, uh, every Tuesday and also on a Hudak confessional with Deuce Winham and Ross Jackson, man. She's also a contributor. Uh, you can uh, check some of our articles out on the saints. Wire. So, uh, yeah man, uh I think that the Saints are going to be a really good team this season. I think that the New Orleans Saints are going to be one of those teams that that, you know, fly under the radar, but they have a and they they have a recipe to be extremely uh successful. They they really do. And um you know, I'm 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 just happy about it cuz I mean, look, when they do start winning and they do, do start balling out, then, you know, <laughs> everybody in a you know, in and who that nation are going to make sure that those people hear about it? I think the Saints are going to be really, really good. All right, let's see. Um, but feel free to um, put your comments uh, down below. Thank y'all so much for being a part of the uh, State of Saints podcast. Go ahead and hit that like button, man, if you enjoyed the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, and um, I want to give a special shout out to the chat, man. Um, I also want to uh, give a special shout out to this clown that I seen um, that was in the comments. Normally I don't do stuff like this, but apparently this guy, no matter how many times I, I block him, uh he he makes another profile. Um for some apparent reason he up here, you know, wants to talk about uh the individuals that I bring on the show. And he says things like, you know, I'm I'm brand up, you know, people, you know, certain people that look a certain way on the show, and basically referred to me as bowing down to massa um first off man look get your life together um this is re this is radio this is broadcasting we all you know what i'm saying like contribute to you know what i'm saying like the success of you know doing podcasts writing articles and when you're looking at an article you know what i'm saying like it doesn't matter what a person looks like if a person has something to take you don't have a certain take about a team. Doesn't matter what that person looks like. I just think that it's absolutely pathetic that people have so much time on their freaking hands uh, that they continuously try to downgrade individuals. But I will say this, I must be extremely talented and I must be extremely good at what I do, that a person creates, uh, you know, you YouTube uh, profile after YouTube profiles to tell me about myself. So you have individuals that you know, you know, comments and, and say all these different things about me, but yet they still watch. I, I really don't understand that. If I don't like somebody, I'm not going not going to support what they do. If I have a certain opinion about somebody, I'm not going to watch what they do. But imagine, you know, I, I thank God for giving me this ability. This ability that people can dislike me so much, but yet they still watch. I mean, I just don't understand it. But for the people up here that's talking about race and all that kind of stuff there, please, I I would prefer for you not to check out the State of the Saints podcast because I'm going to bring individuals on the show. I don't care what they look like. If they have something to say, if they can contribute uh, to this show, I'm going to put them on here. You don't have to watch this show. You don't. You don't have to watch the State of the Saints podcast. I can care less if you if you do. And, and like I said, I, I mean, normally I don't go that route. I just, you know, and that person got blocked. And, it, and of course, I'm pretty sure he's going to make another profile to come back again. So I'm going to give him what he want. I'm going to give him what he want just for the day. And after this, we ain't going to talk about him no more. So I would appreciate, uh, you know, if you don't like what I do, if you don't care for uh, the content don't watch the state of the saints podcast i mean it, it just as simple as that you know so that's all i got to say but back to the comments tj i just got off the phone with uh kenneth williams at jackson state looks like we'll be bringing uh fix to uh jsu well, that's great man Shouts out to uh my guy kenneth williams you know what i'm saying like That'll be great man that'd definitely be great, man, going back to you know to my alma mater man, and um, just let me know the date, man, just let me know the date, just let me know the date and um I'll make sure you know I make sure I plug that uh who is t j talking about um, uh, I don't know man he it's some guy you know for when you know I, I don't know it just seems like uh when I interview people that are opposite color as me. He constantly goes into the uh, comments and talk about, you know, saying that, you know, I'm bowing down to massa, or I always got like that. You know what I'm saying? Like just just basically racial comments. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know, like I I blocked this guy like at least six, seven times and he just constantly makes profiles to say this. But once again, you know, probably a person, you know, that's, that's miserable with their lives you know but i just felt like that needed to be said and i don't know if he just wanted to constantly say this to you know me to give him you know attention and you know say so i gave it to him and he won't get any more ever again so i hope it was worth it and you can put that comment as much as many times as you want to in there i'm just going to continue to block you or not pay attention to what you're talking about you know but it's amazing, man. It's, it's amazing uh, how people uh, tell me how much they don't like the show. And I say, don't watch. And they'll say stuff like, oh, I'm going to watch to show you, tell you who you really are. Like, huh? Like, what kind of sense does that make? Who watches a show? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you, know, you, I could just imagine somebody watching the state of state podcast or listening, scowling, like, you know, because here's the thing, man. When I first started the State of Saints podcast, you had a lot of individuals who didn't feel like the show would be what it is. And you had people, oh, you just think, you know, what I'm what saying you ain't never, you know, going to do this. You ain't never going to do that. And then all of a sudden, like when we start to like become successful as a show. And I say we because it's us, you know, what I'm saying the, the people that make this show who it is now they're mad. They're mad because they didn't expect the State of the Saints podcast to be what it is. They didn't expect the State of the Saints podcast to be, you know what I'm saying, to grow the way that it had. And they're mad at it. But here's the thing. If you don't like the show, once again, don't watch. And if you feel like you can do better, start your own podcast. That's the thing. If I'm not doing it the way that you like, you can start your own podcast. You can go, you can go to Guitar Center. You can go to Best Buy. Buy yourself a mic. They're about $40. Get, get yourself a webcam and have at it. And then you can have your own show. You can create your own lane. I, I just don't understand this. I, I don't. I don't understand why people take the time out to try to discredit other people or try to bring them down. Because you can't, man. You can't bring me down. You can't, you know what I'm saying? I'm too blessed and highly favored. I got a beautiful wife that loves me. I got an incredible son. I got family, you know what I'm saying? That support me. I got the who nation behind me. Can't stop me, man. And shouts out to Maddie who for being a part of the state of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate that. I mean, there's nothing any, anybody can do. I'm here now. Like I, I'm here. There's nothing you can do about it. There, well, there's two things you can do about it. Nothing and like it period uh i can't stand ignorance uh yeah oh hell nah, name this clown i don't even like i didn't even see his name to be honest with you as soon as i seen a comment i blocked him like i said he he just uh every time i block him he comes up with a different name and he uh you know he says the same thing which shows like how you know, but there he is. All I got to say is, who that? <laughs> right. <laughs> I almost said it. If I would have ended the show after the interview, I would have said, all I got to say is, who that? Uh, <laughs> but shouts out to Maddie, man. Uh, very informative, man. Like, you know, great, great interview right there. TJ, you just good at what you do. Don't worry about the haters. Haters are going to hate. It's not so much I'm, I'm, you know, concerned about them. I'm really not. But it's just the fact that, you know, just constantly like creating his profile. Like, man, you got too much time on your hand. And and what do like, what do people expect individuals to do? Like if they see like these comments, do they expect like a person to say, well, you know what, man, let me pack up this mic. Let me uh, get rid of this webcam and let me go sit on the couch somewhere and don't do nothing because it's, you know, my life is, is miserable as this person is saying that it is. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, you're not going to stop. like, The Bible says, for I know the plan that I have for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you understand, like, God has a plan for all of us, okay? I don't know if people are religious, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? For I know the plans I have for you. That's what it says. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the plan that God has in your life, there's not a hater. There's not a, a person that can discredit you if God is for you, period. If you work towards anything that you do, And you do it to the best of your ability. There's not a human being out there that can stop you. So let them talk. Let them write hateful things. Because anytime, like, and I've been there. I I ain't going to even, like, hate on anybody. Because I was like that. When I was in the darkest parts of my life, I used to be like those people. You know what I'm saying? Because I was so angry. And instead of me, like, just looking at the fact that, man, you know what? I can be doing something constructive with my life too. Instead, I was just so miserable at the time. I wanted to make that person feel as miserable as me. So I'm not like, I'm not acting like I'm holier than thou. And I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like I haven't done this. But I'm just saying, when you have purpose, when something is, if it's an anointing, there's nobody that can stop you, folks, period. No matter what you want to do in your life. So I mean I've been there, but like I said, I, I was just miserable. So I can understand why people write the things that they do, cause they're miserable, miserable. But it's not going to stop anything. Just like I've learned that it, it didn't stop anything. TJ, your channel too big not to have moderators. Um, what do you mean as far as uh moderators? Why would I, <laughs> why would I need a moderator? You know what I'm saying? Like, look, here's the thing. I can see on the right hand side of the screen everybody's comments or whatever like that. I can look and see if somebody's uh saying something negative or anything like that. You know, so really don't I really don't need a moderator. And then, you know, oh look, I I just feel like I'm a man of the people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't wanna feel like, you know, I don't know. I'm I just feel like I'm I'm just you know try to be. I don't think I really need all that. If it gets to that point where I just really feel like I need one, then I'll I'll, I'll get a moderator. But I I don't feel like I need one. I really don't. Not at this time, at least. I mean, but who knows? Maybe down the line. We ain't tripping TJ. We ain't seeing negativity. Who'd act for life? Man, can you imagine? (laughs) The... the, (laughs) The T-shirts that Maddie can sell, man. You know, Hudak Nation. Um, <laughs> all I gotta say is, who heck, man, man. That's, that's 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 just that's that's a marketer's dream right there. Maddie Maddick can can sell some merchandise with a name like that. Uh, the man's daddy must have not given him the attention he needed. Be encouraged, TJ. Yeah, I mean, look, like, like I already said, man, I got a beautiful wife. You know what I'm saying? I got a a wonderful son. Yeah, I got family that love me. You know, I got a a wonderful show. Like, come on, man. I just interviewed the voice of the freaking Saints last week. I just interviewed Mike Hoss. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that I, I used to grow up watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, used to look at this dude like almost one of my childhood heroes. You think I'm about to sit up here with the negativity? Are you kidding me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I... Come on, man, and stop it! Like, do you like? Do you understand that? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you know how how dark my life was at the beginning? You know what I'm saying at the beginning a couple of years ago? You know what I'm saying? I, and I told y'all about that on the Richard Sherman episode. Some of y'all probably remember what I'm talking about. Do you think that that's gonna stop me from doing anything? Seriously, like I was in a like the darkest like point in my life, so person ain't gonna stop me like come on man josh uh thank you for the two dollars says who that to my sot <laughs> to family yeah man uh, shouts out to uh the who that nation the sots family uh who waste their time to be mad at what they're doing i have absolutely no idea i don't sad though but they, they have individuals like that but like i said i mean I've been there but I just know it don't accomplish anything. My motto on social media is I refuse to argue with someone I don't know and will never meet. And that, and that's the thing too. You know, <laughs> when a person like online tells you about yourself, like you never met me. You know what I'm saying? Like you never met me, you don't know how I run my day-to-day life. I remember one person told me, "I don't even have to know you and I know you." Like, huh? Like how is that possible? Like you don't know how I interact with people. You don't know what's in my heart. Like we, we base our opinions on people on 200 plus characters. You know what I'm saying? Or, or like some or, or stance on, on social media. I tell people all the time, when you think you want, you know, a person you and don't really do your due diligence, you are probably robbing yourself out of creating relationships with somebody. How many of us, probably lost out on a friend that probably will hold us down or a relationship with somebody that, you know what I'm saying? We need it because we had like this, this idea about what a person actually, or who they are. Like that's ridiculous, man. Take the time to learn about people. And I, and I feel like, you know, that's one of the issues that I have with social media. I feel like it, it basically robs us from really creating relationships. And it also, turns us into cowards y'all remember them days man and i know i'm probably some of y'all probably i'm probably gonna lose with this uh this example but do you remember growing up as a kid my, my fellas my fellas you remember when you liked a girl in school Huh? you remember those days when you had to Build up enough confidence to walk over to that girl and ask her for a phone number because it wasn't like, oh, man, I'm going to hit up on social media. I'm going to find out her first and last name and then I'm going to slide into the DMs. It wasn't none of that. Right. You have to literally buck yourself up, as we say in New Orleans, buck yourself up, walk over to that girl and say, um, hey, how you doing? My name is such and such. Can I get your phone number? And hopefully, you know what I'm saying? She'll write it down on a piece of paper. You remember how good you felt if you did get that phone number cuz you felt like you accomplished something. You overcame your fear. Social media has turned a lot of people into cowards and they give these these people this false sense of reality. Straight up. You know like that that's one thing that we have to get away from. You have people who base their opinions or feel like their credibility or their or their comments are validated by a person who has a blue check mark by their name i see this all the time like if i'm having a conversation somebody will go and find somebody with a blue check mark and say well such and such said this so that person's opinion isn't you know what i'm saying don't mean nothing because what that person does every single day look i'm the i'm i'm the host of the state of saints podcast you know what i'm saying you got so many saints uh people that that follow the team if you're a fan of the team, like you have credibility too. Don't mean that oh, I I ain't got no check mark by the name it means that person's opinion isn't, you know what I'm saying, isn't is more valid than mine. So, you know, like we we create this false sense of reality, you know what I'm saying, with social media. Building up, you know what I'm saying, like I don't remember man, it just makes us turns us into cowards, man. You know, that's what the reason why we feel like we can say things about people that we would never ever say to a person's face you know like you're not going to say this stuff to me in my face you're not going to say some of the things you say to some of these athletes in their face you're not so if you're not going to say it to their face then why say it on social media because it gives you a false sense of reality that's why people like that are really fans uh just like lebron haters tj they tune into every game and everything he does they need to tear people uh down to feel better about their own mediocrity that's a good point we like people to win but not win too much uh we we like to see people succeed but not succeed too much you know my mom gave me some really uh good advice you know she said like when you start to grow and you have people that probably followed you like when you were going through that process when you start to elevate they feel like you're leaving you're ascending But you're leaving them on the ground. So to bring you back down to earth, they feel like they got to discredit you or bring you down. And you know, it's sad, but that's just the way the world works. Uh, Look, so your thing—they talked about Jesus. Well, I'm definitely not comparing uh, myself to that, you know. But yeah, that's a good point. They talked about him; he did everything right. I didn't—I don't (laughs) do everything right, Uh, but. It's not going to stop me from, you know, and it shouldn't stop you. Whatever you got going on, too. Israeli sports analysts on ESPN, Fox Sports 1, who bow down to Massa. They sell their souls for a dollar. Well, I can't really speak for those individuals. I just feel like it's sad if that's the route that they go. I'd I'd rather just do it the right way, you know. That's why, you know, I take a lot of pride in doing this show. And I, I take a lot of pride at where we started, you know, because I I don't feel like I ever like sold myself short. I don't feel like we ever sold ourselves short. I just feel like we're just a bunch of passionate Saints fans, and uh, you know, we turned this show into something positive. And I don't I don't feel like you got to go that route, you know. So that's why somebody asked me about um, I want I can't remember who it was, but a caller asked me, uh, you know do I see myself working for ESPN or where do I see this show going? Like, man, I see this show like being one of the, you know, the go-to shows for the saints. And I don't feel like I have to be embedded with ESPN or Fox sports one in order for that to happen. You know, I want to create this show. I want to create my own media network and I want to help people that started in an apartment closet just like me you know what i'm saying like doing shows or starting in little small areas that's that's secluded and you know help them build something that's what i want you know it's not so much about trying to get somebody else money you know or working with somebody else like what's what's the the point of doing that you know what i'm saying when you can build your own thing like i ain't gotta work you know what i'm saying i ain't gotta work for yes i can be bristol right you you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to like incorporate yourself with other people. You can start your own thing. You can you can build you know build your own lane. You know sometimes you you know it's good to think outside of the box. You know some of us like man, if I do this, then somebody else will come on. But like you can create your own lane for yourself. You can create your own lane, man. It's like straight up. And I, you know I'm so saying I hope like I understand like you know we probably be talking Saints football. But y'all know every now and then, you know what I'm saying? The conversation goes into a different direction. And hopefully like somebody out there that's, that's on the fence about starting something, hopefully this can encourage you to do it. Like all, all it takes is a made up mind and, and get it started. And you can start right now, whatever you have going on. You know, like don't look for other people to validate you. Validate yourself, you know. if If you're happy with what you're doing, then do it because you're going to need those days you're going to need those days when it feels like you're all alone and the only thing that's going to keep you comfort is that passion and that love that you have for whatever you're doing remember that folks phil says uh hey tj what up uh with these undercover saints fan bandwagon jumpers they throw out bad comments on the Saints and act like they didn't say it. <laughs> that's why we keep receipts, Phil. <laughs> that's why we keep. That's that's why we keep receipts, man. He sounds like the type to bring a knife to a gunfight. The <laughs> uh, Wine says that's how you know you made it. The Devil worries about guys tough as angels. The Wine, that's a good point, and that's a and that's a, a good statement right there. That's. A, uh amen tj god's words is true Yep. the fact is they keep making profiles is funny that's a lot of work to tell you that uh you're not good i need a hater like that too uh they had one guy like i was uh you know going like i had my (laughs) i had my uh unity shirt on right so shout out to my wife man my wife bought me uh that shirt on father's day she bought me this cool shirt that says Unity. Y'all probably seen me wear it on the show before. And I just so happened to have that, you know what I'm saying, to wear a shirt. And I posted it on Instagram. And the guy, you know, responds, oh, you all, you're you talk about Unity, but you always uh talking about race. I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Apparently, you know, I brought up the comment about people, you know, some people, and this is true, some people have a, their reservation about James Winston based on the color of his skin. Now there's not everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not putting it out there and saying everybody has this issue, but there are some people that have their reservations that still come with this, this mind frame, like a black quarterback is not a, you know what I'm saying? A, a thinker. So the guy, and, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? That's how I responded to him. So that you know what I'm saying, and then all of a sudden he talks about comments about Drew Brees and this. And I just kindly responded to him and said, stop watching. And you know what his response was? That's all you got to say. So apparently he wanted me to go back and forth with him. And I realized that. So I was like, nah, I don't want to contribute to this. And I and I got off the, you know what I'm saying, got off the conversation. So you have individuals out there that's going to try to, you know, discredit you. They're going to try to spin certain things that you're saying. Uh, And, you know, they take what you say out of context or they do what shots out to my college professor, Dr. Mark G. Henderson taught me. They do a lot of pseudo listening. Pseudo listening is when you take out certain parts of a complete sentence and you just make it into what you want it to be. But, you know, I mean, but that's what people do, you know, you know, but. You don't give individuals that type of energy and power over you. Because if you, you know, if you contribute to that nonsense, they're gonna wanna, you know, try to tear you down or whatever like that. I'll be ripping them. I'll send that fool some fart emails if you like. <laughs> and thank you for the two dollars. Uh, but look, we we good over here, man. We we happy. You know, we happy over here. Nikayla says, I love y'all. Shouts out to Nikayla, love you too. Pammy says amen. Shouts out to Inevitable. Always coming through with the you know what I'm saying, the good advice. Uh you see uh, hard to have a battle of wits with a <laughs> nitwit. Man, straight up. That's a good point. Gigatis, thank you very much for the $10. Says uh, some people seek attention no matter if it's positive or negative attention. They are missing something inside. However, uh, p- please know that you are much appreciated. And I, appreci- and I appreciate you all. You know, Yeah, like I said, man, there was a time in my life where those type of comments I would feed into it, and it would bring me down. You know, I mean, I ain't gonna act like I'm one of the strongest people in the world when it comes to that. I'm human. You know what I'm saying? When you work hard at something, and uh, you know, you try to build something, sometimes those comments can can hurt because you wonder to yourself, like, what did I do to that person? You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, why is this person having these type of opinions? And you know, my wife tell me, she tell me all the time, she's like, why you do this to yourself? You're like, why you pay attention to these these negative comments? And um, you know, after that, you know, I just try to find, you know, I I just find I just try to find reasons what would took a person to type or say some of the things that they say. And they it, and it, it has to be that they're hurting inside. We got a lot of hurt people online, man, a lot. They they got a lot of people out there that, that are upset. Uh, sometimes you know people feel like, oh man, I, look, I know I can do a better job than him or or her. Or, what makes them so different? What makes them so special? You know, I can see it, TJ Hudak merchandise. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely uh, going to tell Maddie that. Definitely going to tell her like you need to sell some merchandise, Hudak Nation. Come on, man, that shirt alone. <laughs> <laughs> can make sales i mean just a, just the perfect name to, to, to cover the team man unbelievable uh they must be uh ignored or they hook uh you into addressing them which is what they want yeah you know that's one of the main reasons why for the exception of this show you know i i don't you know but we will you know we'll see though uh if you need attention go uh make a tiktok video and bust it <laughs> uh uh gotta be a falcon fan hmm. i don't know what what the problem is i see you uh as a guest on espn next debating the saints uh i mean that would be fun you know i think i need to do a, uh, more guest interviews uh shouts out to uh to aaron i'll be on this show this week um i want to say I, i'm going to be on the forever i love atlanta uh podcast again uh I, I want to say I'm, yeah, I'm going to be on there with Keen Don. I think that's Friday. But, yeah, man, I mean, I want to do more interviews, you know. I wish I, people actually call me and, you know, sometimes you know I'll be like, man, I got something to say, too. You know, i like to go on, like, after further review or off the bench with my guy t you know. I love to go on shows like that. But I guess you got to keep, you know, got to keep working. But as long, I mean, but I, I love interviewing people. I I love interviewing people. I loved it, You know what I'm saying? I like to get different perspectives and I like to ask questions you know, and stuff like that, man. I enjoyed it. TJ, all your interviews be on point. That Jameis one-on-one was real. Yeah, that was one of my favorite interviews right there. You know, I don't really... I, I'm a, I'll am tell you a little secret, man. I really don't go back and, and, and take a look at too much of what I do or listen to uh, what I do as much. I don't know, man. It's just funny hearing myself speak, you know like, when I'm in a car or something like that, and let's just say, for example, if, uh, you know, I, I pre-record, like, uh, the broadcast on 90.9 and I'm riding in a car, like, it's always, I'm always, like, like super critical of myself, right? And, um, you know, I have to, you know, I mean, of course I have to listen from time to time uh, because, you know, you try to, you know. Okay, I should ask that question, or maybe I need to stop saying this, or maybe I need to deliver this better. But um, anyway, Jameis one on one. I think that was one of my favorite interviews right there. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, just just how, I mean, just how candid he was, man, with his time and you know, and and all the stuff that we learned. You know, I mean, I, I came out learning more about Jameis Winston than I than I knew before that interview. And that's the way I feel like interviews are supposed to be. Uh, You leave that interview learning more about the individual and the topic at hand. So I thought it was a really good interview. And if you haven't checked it out, please do. It's available on the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, If you are listening, uh, it's available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. And you can also check it out on YouTube as well, man. It's available on the YouTube channel. Uh, TJ, who that? I'm in the house. What's going on, Justin? Shouts out to you, man! Our favorite truck driver. Shouts out to all the truck drivers out there. Uh Right, TJ? Uh, you don't know, yeah? You know, don't know what a person be going through. TJ, love the guests you've been interviewing. Man, I'm telling you, man. I don't really, man. When I interview Mike Hoss, man, I mean that. I don't know. Like I said, I grew up watching this guy, and I, like I said, man, I remember when he first. Well, he was like in the first couple of years at WWL, I can just remember being a kid because every morning uh, my mom used to watch WWL, you know, the morning news uh, before we get ready for school. And I can remember like Mike Hoss uh, being there, Don Westbrook, some of y'all probably lose with some of these names, but I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm interviewing this, this guy. I, I remember like just being a four or five year old kid, like watching this guy on television. And now he's the voice of the Saints. Like, do y'all understand? Like, we interview two voices of the Saints. We interviewed Zach Streif, uh, you know, almost about a, almost a year ago, and now we had Mike Hoss on the show. So, if we get Jim Henderson, that'll be the <laughs> that'll be a wrap right there, right? You know, what I'm saying? getting Jim Henderson on the show. But I, I don't know exactly how I can get in touch with Jim, but I would love to have the great Jim Henderson on the show. Uh just to talk to him, man, I mean the stories that he can tell about some of the games he called, my goodness, but uh, hopefully we can get Jim Henderson on the show one day if I can get that information all uh, right t j you only have an idea of who I am, yeah, yeah, i mean you you know, you don't know you don't know who people are on online, you know what I'm saying like you you can't you can't base your opinion on a person you know on you know. Just what they type or what you actually see, because sometimes people can take your opinion, you know, your, your your thoughts and take them out of context, and you find yourself being mad at a person when you shouldn't. Uh, Nick, uh, thank you very much for the one ninety nine. Says, how are we going to replace the interior depth inside? Nick, that's a good question, and uh, I appreciate you uh, asking it. Uh, I just feel like they're going to uh, get those younger guys. Of course, Shy Tuttle. I feel like he's going to uh, get more snaps. Uh, you're probably going to see. Malcolm Roach, and they probably get like guys like Peyton Turner, uh, probably get him on the interior as well as uh Tano passing I think you're probably going to see more of those guys uh filling in in certain situations. So uh, that's the way, that's the way I see it. You know, I think that the saints defensively, they can do, they can do some good things. Ryan Nielsen is a really good uh, defensive line coach. And if you go to training camp and you're not seeing what you need to see, Uh, there's always a chance where you can go out here and use the little bit of money you have left to probably bring in a veteran guy that can help out. So there's still some guys out there on the street that can come in and, and give you some results. So. uh, Demetrius says, those were the days 100. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. Social media has made us forget how to talk and communicate with people agree with the girl example, been there, done that. Yeah. You know, when you, like when you used to walk up to that that girl, man, and get that phone number, you walk away. You so excited, man, because you had to build yourself up. You had to build up your confidence to go over there and have that conversation, right? So of course, you know, of course. Like, but now it's like man, I feel I feel bad for these kids, man, because you know it, it's not really, man. All this, you know, everybody's a winner. All this. You know, I can talk to her later online. And, I mean, come on, man. Like, that, that's not how you build character, you know? You build character through losses. You build, you know, what I mean, you build character by having these type of conversations. You build up your communication skills uh, based on it, you know? And, you know, I'm happy to be a part of, you know, I feel like, I feel like 80s babies, like, we are the like last of the Mohegans. Like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like 80s babies on back. I feel like we're like the last of the Mohegans, but I feel like 80s babies, like we really grew up in an area where we've seen the transitions of life. And now like we're adults. <laughs> it's like, you know, we look at it like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like when I was a kid, man, I, I wouldn't do no stuff like that. Like 80s babies, think about this. We, we went from the era of putting a quarter in a payphone, right, to actually seeing cell phones, right, to seeing two-way pages when we were like teenagers, right, <laughs> to text messaging uh, from Black Planet, right, to Facebook, MySpace, right? So we were like, in the 90s, we had those conversations. We had to go up to the girls, right? Then you know what I'm saying, we start transitioning to this whole social media world as we became adults. So we really got a taste of, you know what I'm saying, uh, like and, and, and we're able to appreciate the development of technology. And you know what I'm saying? We we can kind of n- know that lane, like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I can go up to this girl. I, I got confidence enough to walk up to this girl. I ain't gotta go on social media, okay? But if it just so happened, I know I ain't gonna see again. Okay, I can go on social media, but we know we got that confidence to do both. You know, us '80s babies, man. We we, I say, man, we we went like. If you really think about it, we really went through that transition. You know, and it's pretty cool when you think about it, man. Like the transitions that '80s babies went through. Like we went from like like. Think about this. We knew a time when nobody actually had, you know what I'm saying, like a cell phone, right? To like really seeing everybody have cell phones from, you know, I don't know, man, just just different things. Like, when no social media, right? When none of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't, you know, I, I remember everybody had a house phone. Now it looked like nobody has a house phone. Everybody got cell phones, right? So, yeah. inevitable Inevitable says tj we all have watched you and your show blossom into what it is it's easy to root for you you're a saint fan and more importantly a family man inevitable thank you so much and you know i take a lot of pride in the growth and development of this show i really do because i mean i really don't feel like you know we sold ourselves short i just feel like hard work and dedication and consistency built this show into what it was you know i mean honestly Every, everything that y'all see it's not like you know i got a publicist or image consultant or secretary it's like everything that i do i mean i reach out to individuals i reach out to them i ask them to come on the show and they're nice enough to do it it's not like you know what i'm saying like i i, I envy guys sometimes where they have like certain guests but they got like people that know people i don't have that i don't have that luxury i don't you know what i'm saying i don't i don't have like corporate backing. I don't have like, you know, everything that, I, you know, that, I, you know, I've gotten here for the state of the Saints podcast. I had to, you know, reach out to somebody and do the groundwork myself. That's why I have an appreciation for it. You know? So anybody that's saying, oh, I need this and that, man, all you need is a made up my confidence and it's okay to hear the word no from time to time. If you can, you know what I'm saying? If you believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing, you'll be just fine. TJ, I used to be an avid listener, uh, watcher of Deuce and a crew, but in the past year, you really became my clear favorite. Love everyone, but your content is the best. Mike, thank you so much. And uh, man, shout out to them, man. Deuce Winham does an outstanding job. That guy, I don't know why, you know, he, he's not a coach somewhere. The way he can break down film, Ross Jackson, one of the nicest human beings on, on planet Earth, does a really good job himself, deserves everything. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He's getting it right now. Maddie, uh does an outstanding job as well. I mean, look, they, they do a really good job, and they work really hard. Uh, but I, I appreciate that. You know, I, I really do. You know, I love their content. You know, I, I really do. And, I, you know, all of them, they work really hard. And I have an appreciation for those individuals that – that do things their way, uh, and they put a lot of work into what they're building. Make it happen. Jim Henderson sounds good. Do I want to do? I wish I could, man. But you know, like some of those, some of those. Uh, I'm gonna, uh I want. mean this not in a disrespectful way, but some of those like older individuals that do news, they're not on social media like that, you know. And and most of the time, it's it's not that person running their social media. They're probably hire somebody or have a family member control their social media, you know. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know how to get in touch with Jim Henderson. I, I mean, it, man, trust me. If I could, I would. But I I, I do my due diligence. I figure it out. Uh, this is the one year that I can say that the Saints have a defense. Yeah, they're going to need it. I said it. The defense is going to have to be the catalyst this year. You know, because I trust the defense at this particular stage. You know, I think the offense is always gonna be what it is, but I'm more confident going into a season this season, trusting the defense than the offense. As crazy as that sound, in a Sean Payton, in a Sean Payton, uh on a Sean Payton team, I, I trust the I trust the defense more than the offense. Ain't that crazy? Giga just says, do you have a, a specific video that you keep referring to with L Woods uh highlights? um yeah i'm gonna check that out uh i forgot dude name and was like damn rudy is gonna c- curse me out uh we came from uh flip phones man man we came from block phones okay long block phones i remember when radio phone was out and like everybody thought it was cool to have a, a you know what I'm saying a house phone in your car <laughs> beepers you know what i'm saying yep you know like damien just mentioned beepers uh, I'm an 80s baby uh, blowing Nintendo tapes. You ain't lying. You know what I'm saying? You ain't lying. You know, blowing blow Nintendo tapes. I remember that. Super Nintendo playing Techno Bowl, you know? uh, I was born 12, 31, 89. I remember all that growing up in the 90s. Yeah. Like I said, 80s babies, man, we've we seen that transition from, you know, being, you know, more, you know, you know technical based, you know, society. You know, but we also know what it was like without having like all those resources. You know, these dudes now want to jump in everybody's DMs. Yeah, man, that's. uh, Yeah, I ain't feeling that. Have some confidence, man. TJ, remember the Jerry Carroll and flat top haircuts with uh, Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff? Yeah, I remember that. You used to get that flat top, get that S curl in your head, man. And uh, had that one pack of activator. You know what I'm saying? Y'all remember that had the one pack of activator <laughs> cuz you couldn't afford like <laughs> to get the box of S curl and the activator so you used to be you know shoot you go to school have to wet the hell over and over and over again like yeah i remember them days man i remember them days uh let's see giggetez uh says you good <laughs> TJ, slow down on the weights and protein. That T-shirt is screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we getting it in, man. We getting it in at the gym, man. I told y'all, man. Trying to get right. Trying to get right. Uh, we're going to uh, do a few more, and then we're going to get up out of here, man. Uh, let's see. TJ blowing in them second tapes was a full-time job. Damn near gave for <laughs> Yeah, like, man, for real. <laughs> blowing it. You know what I'm saying hitting that thing, be mad because the game go out in the middle of it. This was before memory cards, right? You lose, like you lose your spot and take my bowl on Nintendo. You running, you make it all the way to the Super, the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, duh, 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 duh. the game go out on you. <laughs> Man, you be mad, like no, no. You know what I'm saying you work all day, two, three hours in order for you to get to the Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden the game go out on you. My goodness, my freaking goodness uh remember having to slap the hell out of your tv uh when it started to get fuzzy yeah i remember that too i remember like when your tv started to get old it had that one little line on that thing you had to tap it on the side of it for the screen to pop back up yeah some of y'all i'm like man what are they talking about right remember vhs tapes come on man uh, when I act up, my mom would go get that wooden spoon off the wall. <laughs> I think everybody had that wooden spoon. Everybody, I'm a 70s baby. I go way back to Atari and watching the debut of the thriller video, yeah, back in '83. Yeah, man. People, they say people went to the movie theater to watch that, uh, that video. TJ, what are your top five must do's for the offense and the defense? Uh, top five for the offense. Uh, for the offense, uh, you got to have a good quarterback play. That's, that's number one. Uh, number two, you got to get like these younger guys more involved. Uh, number three, uh, you got to take what the defense gives you. Uh, number four, put more emphasis on the running game with Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. And uh, number five, uh, most of all, you got to get a little bit more creative. Okay, I don't want to see if Taysom uh you know is coming out there i want to just see him in rpo situations like spread that ball out uh defensively uh must dos they definitely have to fix the interior alignment for the first uh six games without david yamada they want to keep that streak going really not allowing a lot of 100 yard rushes first time in 2 years was against philadelphia you want to keep that going uh number 2 you want to make sure that you get a good linebacker opposite of demario davis Uh, demario davis is a guy if you have an athletic linebacker he can wreak havoc because he has he can play free uh third would be the uh secondary got to find out who that number two uh cornerback is going to be is it on your team right now or do you need to go out there possibly make a trade or get somebody in free agency uh also, uh, you know, you have to see what uh Lattimore is that is, is a suspension coming down, is is you know what's gonna happen with that. And finally, uh most importantly, uh you gotta start strong. Uh the Saints are a really good second half team. Uh I feel like too many times uh they they put the they put the team, you know, they they set the team back, you know, in games. Okay. They 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 make games more exciting than what they have to be. And I get it from a, a fan standpoint. You want the game to be exciting. But every now and then, I would like to see a boring Saints game where they just impose their will. I mean, I, I would love to see that, like where they just impose their will. And I just feel like the defense uh just needs, you know, the defense just needs to uh start faster, uh, come out there, uh flying around early in games instead of waiting for the second half to make adjustments. The Saints are a really good second-half team, but sometimes I feel like they take that for granted. Uh, Dad Christopher says, running at the park in 2010 with my CD player and the long cord in my in my way. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember the ones. I remember being excited when they made the CD players anti-skip because if you get a cheap CD player, you had to hold that thing just right because every little thing you do, it will skip and skip and skip, right? So when they had like the, the anti-skip uh CD player you tapping and you just so excited because look, look look it ain't stopping. Yeah you know? <laughs> yeah so I remember them days, man. I remember that. I remember them CD players. Remember when they when CD players was over a hundred dollars, right? You know, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm losing a lot of these younger uh, viewers right now. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, man, yeah. Uh TJ, uh they did indeed go to the theater to see Thriller. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit of a historian, man. You know, I, I love history. If y'all have not found that out about me. I was a history major before I changed it to communication. And I love history, man. And my wife uh, jokes around with me. she's always talking about like I, I just watch a lot of documentaries. I just I just I just like I'm just fascinated by that. You know what I'm saying? Learning about a person's life, you know, and you ended up, you know, Man, you end up learning about that person. I just like documentaries, I like history. Period. Uh, this is a good one. <laughs> mixtapes Yeah, I remember Lime Wire, Morpheus. Y'all, <laughs> y'all remember used to burn songs and then <laughs> trans uh transfer them to your computer and make a make a mixtape. That girl you used to like, you know, you, you make a mixtape, right? All them songs. Every song on here, I want you to think about me. <laughs> uh you know what I'm saying? You can make some money, you know, like if you end up like learning how to do long wire, like somebody come up with a list or oh, these the songs I want on here, and you know, what I'm saying somebody pay you like five, ten dollars to make them a CD. Yeah, those are some good times right there. Uh, but this has been the State of the Saints podcast, really do appreciate it, man. And I want to once again thank Maddie Hudak, uh, for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. If you just so happen to tune in a little bit late. Uh, You can go ahead and check out the beginning uh, of this uh, podcast and you can hear the interview with Maddie, uh, you know, talking a little bit about the new Orleans saints, appreciate her being here. And also thank each and every one of you for being a part of the state of the saints podcast, making the show what it is. Uh, Be sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And before you go, go ahead and feel free to give your boy a golden thumbs up. Let everybody know that you enjoy the state of the saints podcast Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. And uh, enjoy uh, the rest of your morning, noon, night, whenever you're checking out this podcast. Like always, all I got to say is, (laughs) hoodack.